Hey, this is the Growth Podcast with your hosts Ben and Brendan. This episode, we'll be talking about your past and future self, or Data Hoarders Anonymous. Reflection and journaling, as well as thinking about your past and future self, is definitely a really interesting space. And I'm not sure if there's actually one comprehensive term for all of this. I think there's like, there are some terms, right? There's like introspection, um, there's like metacognition, there's journaling, there's reflection, even like doing a time capsule. I'm not sure if that's like encompassed by a broader term. People just kind of like do these things and they're all in an attempt to like relate to yourself either in the present moment or throughout time. And it's it's kind of really interesting to think, you know, why do people do that? What are the different forms that people can do that sort of activity? Yeah. I think I was thinking about this recently because every three to four months, I'll record a video to myself in the future where I just talk about like what's going on in my life. Nice. Like you said, I call it like a personal time capsule, but it, it originally started because I realized that I really enjoy the feeling of nostalgia. I noticed looking back on journals I've written in the past that I just really enjoyed hearing from my past self. I'm sort of that weird guy who likes to systematize all the things that are going on in my life. And so I created a system for talking to myself in the future. So yeah, every three to four months, I'll record a video. And I also write a letter to myself, like what's going on. And so far, I haven't opened any letters or watched any of the videos. It's only been about three years. Wow. I also started sending objects um, to my parents' house uh-huh. in parcels with the intention that I would open it later. And uh, the object would be something that meant something to me when I sent it out. And so it'd just be like a source of remembrance and nostalgia. <laughs> but there's tons and tons of things you can learn about yourself through like decision journals where you make a decision, you write down what your thoughts were, and then you can sort of learn in the future based on what you thought before and sort of see like the error in your thinking. Right. You've done some video recording too, right? I do a few things actually. So like from a written perspective, when I was young, I used to keep journals and I just read about like what I was doing in my life. And that was just kind of like outsourcing my episodic memory. At, at this point in time, I did journaling a little bit less. I think I did like sort of like dream journaling for a little while as well. And and in the present day, I maintain a gratitude journal, but that is also, I guess, my sort of de facto, just like regular journal as well. Like I'll write down things I'm grateful for, but I'll also share what's happening in my life. So I guess it's just kind of like become my journal plus gratitude journal. So that's what I do from a written perspective. And then from like a multimedia perspective, I think I did only like one video to myself earlier this year, just to kind of like test it out. I had been doing futureme.org. Like futureme.org is a is a service that allows people to write letters to their future self. So you just draft an email in FutureMe and then you set a date of when you want that email to actually get sent to yourself. So it'll just email you at some point in the future with a message from your past self. So I guess it's a little different than what you do because you're speaking to your future self at a particular point in time rather than just kind of like speaking to yourself generally. Yeah, that's so funny. I just watched this movie. I think it's called Eighth Grade. It's about this girl in an American middle school, and she's going on to high school soon. And it's just sort of going through like some of the events in her life. There's not really a overarching story. It's just sort of like some events happened in her life coming of age. That's right. It starts with her getting a letter from herself from like four years ago or something when oh, she's wow. like a fifth grader or fourth grader. And she's like, are you the new popular girl in school? And like, you know, all these like, <laughs> by the end of the movie, she like decides to write a letter to herself four years from now. And uh, uh. my English teacher, when I was in sixth year of school, she had us all write a letter and she took it and put it into a time capsule. And then, Neat. I mean, her time capsule was probably like her manila envelope in her file. But anyway, she gave it to me when I graduated high school. Wow. And it was sort of interesting seeing what my thoughts were in the past. And like, I think it reminded me to go back and chat with some of the teachers I had had in the past. 
I haven't really spoken to them in like five years, six years. And for someone who's like 15 or 16, 18, that's like an eternity. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was kind of a nice spur of the moment thing to meet that person with all those like anxieties and emotions. And yeah. What I was curious to hear about though was we've done several one second a day video clips or something, right? Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, so I used this app called One Second Every Day, and I got that idea because I saw a, a friend doing it a, a few years ago. And the idea there is, you know, there's this app, I guess it became kind of popular, it's called One Second Every Day, and I have it on my phone. And basically, the idea is you, you know, fire up the app, you record a video clip, and then you crop that clip to just be one second long. And, and so it's kind of like a video journal. That is like primarily for like memory purposes as opposed to like, say, reflective purposes. So you can remember like what happened in the past? Exactly. Yeah. Like I guess, yeah, it's a great way to like get a sense of like what you were doing on a particular day. And I think if you maybe a few years from now, if I'm keeping this up or even if I'm not keeping it up, I can go fire up a video from the past, which might be a few minutes long and just sort of like see my entire year Mm. within the time span of like a few minutes. And I think that can remind me of like what life was like, let's say in the pandemic in 2020 right now, oh, or sort of like even, <laughs> or even pre-pandemic now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, I could say, wow, you know, I was, you know, these are kind of like, let's say the moments I've been spending at home, let's say in the pandemic, or like, you know, this is what I was doing you know, when I was living in the city of Berkeley. Right. So I think it's a great way to, I guess, I guess, I think you mentioned like nostalgia or like that sort of like being intrinsically satisfying earlier on. And, and yeah, I completely agree. I think like, recording moments like that help you to experience happiness in the future. And in right. fact, I think that reminds me of right a lot of psychology research, yeah, yeah. whether or not people would want to go on like the best vacation of their, of their life if they couldn't remember it. Kind of an interesting thought, like, you know, some people would, some people wouldn't. Right. I think we were talking about that, how like when you think about yeah. whether or not you want to do something, you should you should take into consideration like what is the joy you'll get from it after you do it. I think that's something that we grossly underestimate how much joy we get from reflection, knowing that we're the kind of person who does that kind of thing. Exactly. One thing I was reminded of when you said that, though, was my friend Tashin, who you've met, I think, right? Yes, I have. He has this memory technique called mindful review. I hope I'm not misrepresenting it, but basically he'll review moments of the past day. And so he's gotten into this place where he can remember most of each day since he started doing the technique which is kind of incredible. Wow, that is incredible. I'm not sure he does it anymore because he he does spend most of his day like at a monastery meditating and stuff. I'm not sure how useful that would be. It's probably useful if you want to remember like when something happened or like we were talking about relive Mm -hmm. joyful moments. But I just thought it was a cool idea and not something I've heard of before. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting concept, kind of along the lines of like writing notes from a book down after you read it versus just trying to like memorize and internalize the key concepts. This seems to be like rather than like journal or something to like record your memories from the past, actually try to remember those memories better. And that's not something I've spent a lot of time trying to deliberately improve, although I have noticed that like my memory of the past does seem to be a little bit like maybe worse than average. So that would be pretty, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so it's just, it's an observation, you know, I haven't put deliberate effort into improving it. And I think one of the ways to do so would be to either try to reinforce those memories in your mind, like what Tashin had been doing, or to just record it in a journal. And of course, there's pros and cons of doing that. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I found very useful about this kind of thing was... I occasionally will write these documents. I used to call them what I'm doing. It was almost like a justification to myself why I was doing the things I was doing in my life. I think there's like a tendency for all of us to come up with like a game plan for like the next three months, the next year, and then sort of forget like what the whole idea was in the first place. And then like six months in, you're like, wait, 
Like the whole point wasn't so that I could learn this thing. The whole point was so I could get to that other place that I wanted to go to. So I think getting it down on paper really forces you to put it all into your mind at once and then confront it all at once and see if it's like a consistent picture, considering why you're doing something every day or even why you're doing something once a week. I think it's just good to have that out so you don't like lie to yourself. Yeah. And, and this came up earlier as well. So I, I remember you were talking about like decision journals and like just being able to better understand sort of your past self and also previous decisions that you had made. So I think that takes us to like some of the reasons why people might want to engage in these sorts of activities. So mm -hmm. like for the memory purposes of sort of doing this, whatever you want to call it, like life recording either like by writing stuff down or by capturing it with some sort of like automated or digital method, like a one second, you know, video every day or something, hmm. or even a camera that you clip onto yourself, to like takes a photo. Nerd. Uh, every. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that was something I thought about buying. Never actually <laughs> bought it though. Uh, there is the, there is the narrative clip that was one of one such product. But I think some of the benefits there are, yeah, sort of like being able to just look back on your life and there's some pleasure in having like, let's say a greater number of memories or like sort of a higher remembrance quality of memories in your past and you might have otherwise forgotten. I mean, of course, if you can look back in a moment and see it in a photo, uh, that's a lot more accurate and, and vivid than like trying to recreate that image in your mind. From the other perspective is like, right, there's these archiving sort of like benefits of this, of like recording memories, but then there's also the reflective and analytical benefits of doing that. That actually reminds me of, of some research that indicates that sort of better relating to your future self might actually improve the actions you take today for your future self. And I guess that's not a particular surprise, but like just the act of thinking about and better relating to your future self is a means to reduce uh, even like procrastination in, in the present moment. In fact, I think I was listening to a talk by an author where they were saying they actually use software you know, they took a photo of their face, they uploaded it, and the software sort of converted their face into an older looking version of themselves. And they actually suggested as an anti-procrastination technique, displaying somewhere in a really noticeable manner, mm -hmm. <laughs> your, your simulated future self. And, and that, that would actually, they use that like to avoid procrastination and take on good goals. I'm just imagining like walking into a friend's room and finding like all these photos of him, but older on the walls. Or something. <laughs> I know, that'd be crazy. <laughs> I know, like, yourself when you're, like, 80. No, I, but I do like that idea a lot. It reminds me of, like, yeah. cognitive behavioral therapy and how, like, one phrase that I hear a lot is, like, like, how could you be so cruel to yourself? Your friend would never say that to you. Finding a way of having compassion for your future self and seeing them as, like, a loving, meaningful person instead of just some, like, bozo that you have to take care of because you got stuck with it. Yeah, it's interesting that, like, the act of recording your life and also reflecting on it kind of relates to how you relate to yourself. And yeah, I mean, I think it's not just, of course, compassion for your future self, but of course, self-compassion has, you know, it's like really great for like, you know, mental health and yeah. probably very good for like goal attainment and a bunch of other things as, as well. So that's a great point. It's maybe like hmm. how you journal uh, and how you sort of like record and reflect on your life may have a big impact on how useful that activity is to you in the present and in the future. Thanks for listening. All the tools and research we mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes. If you take away anything from this episode, let it be to start having a conversation with your past and future self today. The beautiful intro music to this episode was created by Olivia Orlovska. This relaxing melody is by Neighborhood Vandal. Links to both of these songs can be found in the show notes. 